All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And good morning. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira of the AKW Group, the managing partner there in Fairlawn. We're going to talk this half hour about the market, about the AKW Group, invests clients money in individually owned stocks in that market if you have any questions about what's going on with the market today give us a call walt can talk to you about that 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron on wnr.com it's toll free at 800-669-4100 well walt once again this market never ceases to amaze in a world situation when you think things would be going down the tubes our market seems to like it. Well, what's going on with last week, Walt? Well, Bob, I don't think anyone likes what's going on. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking and horrifying uh, seeing the situation that's going on over in, uh, in Europe there with uh, Russia invading Ukraine. Um, and, and it's a very serious topic. And, you know, we have a lot of older clients. And, um, you know, thinking back to some other times of unrest, uh, it's very unsettling. Uh, it makes people feel that, you know, things are very different, and it, it really shakes people at the core. Um, but you're right. As far as the investment markets go, uh, we saw, you know, for the week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is uh, sitting at down 6.3% for the year. Uh, the NASDAQ actually advanced for the week, 146 points, up 1.1%, uh, still sitting down 12.5% year-to-date, so a loss of 12.5%. Uh, the S&P 500 index was up 35 points, up 0.8%, uh, sits at negative uh, 8% year-to-date. And the Russell 2000, those small and mid-cap stocks were up 1.6% for the week and sit down negative 9.1% uh, year-to-date. Um, as we said, Bob, you know, it's, we, we talked about it last week, um, you know, probably two men that were going to have a lot of impact in the short run on the markets were uh, Vladimir Putin and obviously Jerome Powell of the Federal Reserve, um, you know, and obviously Putin uh, took actions last week that really uh, it changed the course of the market and probably the course of this year. Um, a lot of focus now is going to what's going on over there, and um, all of a sudden we're not talking about the pandemic. We're not talking about interest rates as much. Um, I think the, the shift will be towards the geopolitics for a while, um, but again, we also have some other headwinds that we're going to have to battle through with shaping up to be a very difficult year, but one that we can manage through. Now, the market, what it did last week, of course, was very counterintuitive. You would think that, oh, the other markets around the world uh, it went down, ours goes up. Is that just like a, like a blip, or can you have any explanation as to why ours would rise and the other ones would not be doing so well, at least right now? Well, Bob, you have to remember the markets are forward-looking. They do price in expectations, and there obviously was some 
expectations that this was an outcome that could occur. I, I think it was uh, really not believed that it would. I, I think the most most experts believe that uh, you know Putin was bluffing and he wasn't going to uh, throw away seventy five years of agreements um, and, and you know uh, enter Ukraine like he did. Uh, but the fact is, it did happen, and uh, so the market had already priced in that scenario to some degree. And then I think everybody was looking for the response. Um, I think the initial response was more in sanctions of exports. Um, you know, I think the big issue is you know how much it's going to impact uh, earnings and profits, and and you know the economic systems and the global economic system. So there's still a lot to be um, you know figured out here as we move forward. And, uh, you know, a lot of information to pay attention to is, uh, over the next few weeks. There's an expression about Russia that is basically, and we quote, an old gas station masquerading as a country, uh, really referring to the fact that they produce a lot of oil and gas that they uh, export for the, for the world and for the countries around them. Is that a fair assessment, or should we be thinking a bit uh, more of the significance of Russia and Ukraine to the global economy right now? I think that's the quickest analysis is the fact that, you know, they are very important uh, as far as energy, uh, oil and gas, especially into the European uh, region over there. However, you know, looking further, uh, you know, taking a little bit of time to think, you know, you see Russia accounted for 6% of the aluminum production worldwide, 5% of the nickel uh, supply, um, also 35% of palladium, uh, 10% of platinum. Uh, they also are a big supplier of them and Ukraine of neon. Um, and then we also look at 25% of the global wheat production that comes uh, between Russia and Ukraine. So uh, there, there's a lot of significance here, Bob. And I mean, it's going to it's gonna impact pricing and supply chains and inflation and uh, all the things that we've been talking about. So there is some disruption here that definitely will have some, some impact. Now, of course, as it impacts us here in America, uh, we talked about Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman. This could make it quite a bit more tricky for him to uh, work the uh, the Fed and the interest rates. Uh, we were expecting uh, a first rate hike to come in March. And now I'm wondering, was he going to do that in, in, in light of this uh, worldwide crisis? Or what, what do you think he'll do? Well, a lot of experts and strategists think this will make the job of the Fed much tougher. I think they were looking for a fairly significant increase in March, maybe 50 basis points to the Fed funds. Um, this may um, have that. It might, we might go more at 25 basis points now. Um, and there is the possibility that depending on how um, the geopolitical situation pans out over the next couple of weeks, maybe they defer that. We'll have to wait and see. Um, it seems like, you know, interest rates should be, you know, lifted uh, to battle the inflationary issues that we've been dealing with. But again, Bob, we're, we're just going to have to let some of this unfold and then make sure that we have proper investment adjustments uh, as we go forward. And uh, the investor psychology, let's talk about that right now. What have investors been uh, experiencing and uh, telling you in their reaction to this uh, newest war and the volatility from last week? Well, it's a rough week, Bob. I mean, I made some phone calls on Thursday. We had something happen that hadn't happened in my career. You know, we had the, the war start, and then the, the market just sold off. You know, 3.3% of the NASDAQ was down um, during Thursday, and it actually finished up 3.4%. And we were on the phone talking to a lot of our clients, and, um, you know, there's a lot of concern out there, you know, a lot of worries. Um, you know, people are looking back at those highs that they had last year in their accounts. Um, they're, they're missing those highs, you know, a little bit of anchoring going on where, 
you know, when people hit those new highs, they start to think, well, that's where I was. That's where I want to be, which we totally get. Um, we're, we're trying to remind people that the investment posture of what they had, the risk return that they were willing to assume, uh, got them to those new highs. And, it, you know, the worst thing to do is to panic and sell as, uh, as the market, you know, trades off and sells off like it has, uh, you know, so far this year. Uh, especially in reaction to events like, you know, the, the starting of the war. So uh, we're just trying to calm people's uh, nerves a little bit and you know, make sure that, you know, I understand what people are going to do, Bob. After 30-some years of doing this, I always say, I have no idea what the market's going to do, but I have a pretty good idea what you want to do. And, and our job as a good advisor is to help people make the right choices. So like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you've got the big sign there in the office that says, don't panic. And that's what you keep telling your listeners. <laughs> Uh, we do every every day. You know, I think it's just having some common sense. Um, again, we we go back to those principles: financial discipline, common sense, knowing what you're on, thinking for yourself, um, just not getting caught up in the, uh, you know, what the herd does. Yeah, sometimes you have to stand aside and have a little courage. And you know, strong investors uh, definitely win in the long run. We're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. He's the managing partner there, as he said, coming up on 40 years of experience and trading and dealing with the stock market for his clients. If you have any questions, once more, our number is 330-673-1234 here on the advice line. Time to do our trends and insights section of the program. Walt does a lot of research every week and a lot of reading and comes up with a lot of interesting little little facts and, uh, and uh, results of studies that uh, might have an impact on the way you invest or the way you might be continuing to invest in the market in this year. Uh, first one, uh, the Pew Research Center showed that Americans are continuing to lose trust in everything from uh, the science to the police uh, to the court systems. Trust in America seems to be on the wane. How can that impact the market? Well, it impacts a lot, Bob. Um, you know, when people aren't trusting, um, it starts to affect confidence. Uh, when you talk about investing, you have to have confidence. So, we're just going through a period of time where really institutions have failed uh, in some regard. Uh, we see the adult population. This research out of Pew Research showed that, uh, you know, medical scientists have lost, uh, you know, trust. Uh, the military has lost trust. Uh, police officers, teachers, uh, government, you know, across the board, we just are a lot less trusting. And, um, you know, that, that plays into how people feel. And, and you got to be confident and think that the long term is going to be positive in order to be a good investor. So I think all of that's starting to really weigh on people um, after the pandemic. And, and again, we're, we need some strong leadership out there, that's for sure. Another piece of research from an organization called Safe Home shows that gun sales continue to remain strong and even on the rise. Yeah, 2021, nearly 19 million firearms were sold legally. Um, sales did fall from the 2020 highs. You know, during the pandemic, we had some all-time highs with gun sales. But um, almost every uh, state, you know, Texas, Florida, California, Pennsylvania, you know, we all, they saw uh, gun sales uh, increasing. And this is a trend that is definitely, uh, you know, happening out there. And uh, finally, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, reports that scams that uh, go after the heart, so-called love scams, are also on the rise. <laughs> I guess that reflects the, the two years of pandemic isolation we've been going through. That's for sure. Yeah, and scams are a really difficult thing, Bob. You know, more and more people are getting scammed. I think, um, again, this leads to that lack of trust as well. But 80% um, increase, uh, you know, in, in these kinds of scams that are going on. 
Uh, there's even a Netflix movie out there, The Tinder Swindler, uh, which uh, kind of gives a little bit of insight into how some of these scams happen. Uh, so, again, be careful. Uh, you know, make sure whether it's with your money or your heart uh, that you're uh, you know, making sure you're making good decisions and thinking through the decision chase. Once again, we're talking with Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in suburban Pittsburgh, Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, time now for Stock Talk, where you can give us a call and ask Walt about specific stock issues that you're interested in, whether you own them or want to own them or you're following them or just kind of curious. 330-673-1234. And once more, if you're listening on WNR.com, call us at 800-669-4100. Now, before we just get into the calls, now, your investment style, as we've been telling the people uh, for all this time, it focuses on owning individual stocks as opposed to owning mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. Now, why do you favor individual stocks over these managed funds? Well, I'm just an old-fashioned investor. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I like to know what I own, and I like to know why I own it. And when you buy individual stocks, you do. Um, there's a lot of transparency in what's going on. I, I think, you know, a lot of people that are panicking out there right now that are seeing their values fall, that are in funds, um, you know, just don't understand what it is they have. But, you know, when I can step back and look at the companies that we own, and if I own Costco and I drive by the parking lot this weekend and see that that company, you know, the parking lot's full, and I can look at the financials and, and the financial power and the evaluation of that company and, yeah, that gives me some confidence. So we, we have a lot of companies like that, Bob, that we invest in that uh, we, we really have a lot of confidence that allows me to sleep at night because we do know what we own and we do know why we own it. Let's get to the phones now for Walt Secure on Stock Talk. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Good morning, Bob, and good morning, Walt. I'm, good morning. I'd like to have your opinion on uh, Qualcomm. I know that uh, I've owned that for quite a while, and although it's got a nice... Uh, Dividend, low multiple, compared to some of the other chip stocks, and there's these companies are buying every chip they can they can uh, find now. But uh, I was just wondering what Walt's opinion of Qualcomm would be. And I'll hang up and listen. Sure, thanks for the call. Um, yeah, Qualcomm is a high quality company. Uh, you know, you look at the last couple quarters; they've had some really strong financial power. Uh, you look at revenue growth the last four quarters, we got 30%, quarter before 12%, the quarter before 65 the quarter before 52 uh, Profits have been strong, 49%, uh, the quarter before 76 the quarter before 123 and the quarter before 74 uh, As you said, they're priced at a reasonable valuation. It seems like, you know, some pretty good outlooks for the company. Uh, they're they're in the, seem to be the right area where there is a lot of uh, supply issues, so uh, yeah, for, from from our perspective, this is one that definitely uh, goes across our screens quite a bit, and and one that we looked at and have owned in the past. Any chance you'd buy it again in the future if the price goes right? Yeah, we have some others that we favor, Bob. You know, for 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 us, it's uh, a matter of picking and choosing sometimes. But uh, this is one that definitely is uh, is worth looking at. Uh, but we have some other semiconductors that we prefer over Qualcomm. Get back to the phones on WNIR. Go ahead, you're on the air. Morning. Uh, I've been uh, spending about an hour a day uh, on the internet looking up things. I was, I've been looking up Value Investor, and uh, YouTube popped up with a lot of interviews with Warren Buffett, and he—they're uh, very interesting interviews. And he talked about his first job was with Benjamin Graham, who wrote Intelligent Investor, and uh, it was a bit, very interesting. And then other things pop up from all different angles, and his stock popped up. 
I wanted your uh, opinion, or you can look it up during the week. The symbol is Z-I-M, Zebra I-M, uh, Zimit Shipping uh, Services, and its P.E. is under 2, 27 book value, dividend is 14 and a half, and it said on there it's uh, trading below its intrinsic value of $1,244, according to Benjamin Graham's formula from Chapter 11 of the Intelligent Investor. And uh, then I looked up Benjamin Graham. And so anyway, I'm getting into this wall. I, I think I'm going to go back to school. What do you think? <laughs> well, what do you think? Well, Z, Z-I-M. Yeah, I pulled it up, Ken. Very, I mean, yeah, a lot of financial power here, as you said. Uh, earnings outlooks are phenomenal, and uh, you're trading at a, a price-earnings ratio of two, so it's definitely one uh, that I'll look at through the week here. Uh, you always come up with some good ones, but... Uh, you hit on some really good points, though, with the Intelligent Investor. That's probably one of the greatest books ever written. It kind of was uh, the launch of modern, um, you know, finance uh, evaluation theory. Uh, Benjamin Graham, David Dodd, you know, were obviously early innovators, and then Warren Buffett, uh, and, and there's a lot of other investors that have uh, subscribed to this. A lot of our philosophies are are grounded in a lot of this uh, thought process, where you talk about intrinsic value and. Um, you know, making sure you have a margin of safety when you buy a company. I think it's one of the things, Ken, I, I really want to point out because a lot of people lose track of this, is that the price of the stock has nothing to do with the true value of the company. The price of the stock is just how people feel that day. Um, it doesn't necessarily reflect what the value. And, and the key for a good investor, an intelligent investor, is to do exactly what you're talking about, where you identify that difference, where you can find those companies that their share prices don't reflect the true value. Um, and that's how you are a good long-term investor for the long haul. So I think you brought up some really good points for the listeners to, you know, to dive into. And I would tell everybody, if they have the uh, intellectual capacity, The Intelligent Investor is a great book to uh, dive into. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to fully comprehend intrinsic value, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on it. Because when he wrote the book, they didn't have computers and gummy bear shoes and $1,000 uh, uh, thermos bottles. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, i got to read between the lines here and stick to my stick to my uh, parents were raised in the Depression, so both of us are a little bit skittish about high-priced items, but uh, I, I see that that's kind of where it's going. So we'll have to get an attitude of correction here and maybe uh, keep studying. But anyways, have a good week. Thanks a lot. All right. Again, the fundamentals are always the never change, really, no matter what technology does or, or the investments or the companies are. Those fundamentals remain the same. Absolutely. Yeah, fundamentals are the key, Bob. And, and I think Ken made another good point as well as he was hanging up. You know, sticking to your circle of competence, the things that you truly understand. I mean, if you are doing this alone, um, you know, don't chase things you don't understand. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time and a lot of effort, you know, uh, making sure we invest in things that we, we comprehend and understand. I think the biggest loss that people make is uh, getting involved in things where they're they're outside of that circle of confidence. Let's talk more about the, the stocks of the week. Home Depot issued its earnings report last week and is a currently a long-term holding in the, the AKW core equity portfolio. Is it still a, a good long-term holding with the report from the, uh, the issue last week? Oh, a great report. $35 billion for the quarter versus $32 billion the year prior. That's about an 11% uh, sales growth. And 
about a 17% profit growth, $3.21 a share versus $2.74 the quarter prior, the year prior. Um, I think we're starting to see a little bit of slowing in Home Depot and, and some of these that do it yourself or type of retailers. You know, there was a lot of money spent uh, by consumers with their homes during the pandemic. Uh, so I think there'll be some normalization to growth here. But yeah, we like Home Depot still. If we think out over the three to five year haul, we still think that uh, this is especially a retailer that still has some potential as we go forward. Another holding in your women's leadership diversity portfolio is Intuit. They reported their earnings last week, and what did you see in that report, and do you still consider that a long-term buy? Yeah, Intuit obviously is the maker of uh, the small business accounting QuickBooks and TurboTax, which a lot of people use to file their taxes. Um, they also bought some uh, uh, small business marketing. Uh, the MailChimp and Credit Karma are part of their, their holdings as well. Um, again, strong company, strong financials. Uh, the quarter was 70% revenue growth, $2.6 billion, over $1.5 billion. Uh, profits were up 128%. Again, this stock trades at a little bit more of a premium. Um, it has traded off quite a bit from its size, though. It was up to the 716 mark, and you know we're down to 487. So this is a stock that's really gotten hit pretty hard uh, over the past uh, couple months, and uh, one that if you look forward over the next few years, I still think has a lot of growth to it. Another one of your mid-cap uh, stocks in your small mid-cap portfolio, Etsy, the global marketplace for uh, unique and creative goods, for collector's goods and the like. They connect to uh, millions of buyers and sellers all over the world. So what do they look like in this last report? And you can still bullish on Etsy. Yeah, again, this is a stock that traded off quite a bit, Bob. 307 uh, around the last November, and we're trading at 148 today. Uh, they're one of the top 10 e-commerce platforms out there. Uh, they, they sell a lot of goods, almost $4.2 billion in gross merchandise that's sold um, on their platform. Uh, very unique type of products that are available there. A lot of uh, homemade, handmade, craftsman-type products. Uh, again, we see their, their active buyer base has swelled up to $96 million, so it's about a 38% growth from the year prior. Um, and again, good, good earnings here, uh, good revenue. Uh, a lot of people thought they would slow down a lot more coming out of the pandemic, but uh, they're showing some good growth at this point, and we still like the stock. And in your small mid-cap portfolio, you bought some stocks recently, a few new purchases and companies that are now added to that portfolio. Can you give us uh, the names of some of those stocks that you are currently buying at this time? Yeah, Bob, we'll give you one we bought last week, um, Restoration Hardware. Um, again, a very high-end, you know, Ken just mentioned, luxury retailer. Uh, selling high-end furniture, uh, you know, again, the stock uh, traded off quite a bit since the uh, highs last year. Um, was trading around 744, trading now at 396. A uh, really strong earnings and revenue growth here, and uh, has a return on investment capital around 42%. Bob, that's one of the metrics we really like to see. Um, return on investment capital just shows us what a company can do with with their equity or their debt. Um, you know, give it a dollar, how much they can return to the bottom line. And a 42% number on, on return on investment capital is just a pretty impressive number. Um, and trading, it, it, you know, relatively uh, low valuations here. Price earnings ratios at 15, uh, trading only about two times forward sales. Uh, so for us, we, we really like restoration hardware. Um, great furniture, luxury products. Um, and again, good, good growth prospects ahead of it as it continues to recover uh, going forward. And where else are you looking for the opportunities with the market downturn and the all the headwinds out there? Where are the sectors that you think will be uh, the bargains in the near future? 
Well, we're thinking a lot about cybersecurity stocks right now, Bob. You know, obviously with the conflict and a less safe world, um, I think cybersecurity is going to be even more and more important. Uh, we're still looking hard at oil and natural gas and, and those types of investments, uh, the disruption, how long it's going to last. There could be some opportunities there as well. Um, and we continue to look at some of the pandemic stocks. You know, some of the stocks that come out of the pandemic uh, are still recovering, like travel and leisure stocks, uh, experience stocks. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of opportunities out there, and a lot of stocks are much cheaper than they were, um, you know, just a few months ago. So. Again, for those people that are investors and are thinking longer term, a great place to get started here. Once again, I want to remind you, the AKW Group is uh, affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company worldwide, which gives them uh, access to uh, a lot of the information and and services they can provide, including financial planning, estate plan reviews, retirement planning, tax reviews, a good thing at this time of the year, of course, Roth conversion analyses, Social Security analyses, transaction tax analyses. In fact, people might have heard Robert W. Baird is doing some uh, uh, nationwide advertising on the radio and television the last week. week or so that I've heard. So again, a big, big company that is affiliated with our, our company here in Akron, the AKW Group. So keep that in mind that they have the backing of that Barrett organization to give you just about any kind of services that you need in the financial world in addition to just the investment uh, guidance that they give and the investment products that they offer. So let's uh, talk once more before we close the program. Again, things are uncertain. The market's going up and down. The world situation is a, is a unsettled. Uh, what, what should somebody do that has grown concerned about about the investments they have right now, whether they're uh, allocated correctly or maybe they're not in the wrong, wrong sectors for this uh, for this market. Is this a good time to uh, uh, get a second opinion or an investment review on what they have? It really is, Bob. We, you know, this is a service that we offer. We do portfolio reviews, uh, just give second opinions. And again, we try to be very fair about this and the way that we approach it. Um, you know, if people have good investments, we want to make sure that they know that. But Sometimes people are misallocated. Some people are not in the right places. And uh, getting a second opinion, you know, gives you the ability to really, you know, see where you're at and get another professional's opinion. So uh, we take a lot of time in doing these. Um, uh, we just, uh, you know, get the statements from from uh, people, and we, we take very good care of those and do the analysis, and then you know, present a really nice report back uh, and talk about that, have a conversation, and. And hopefully, you know, get people set on the right track if they're not. And if they are, we, you know, kind of they walk away validated that they're doing the right thing. So uh, it's a service that we offer, and we're willing to do it for any of the listeners out there. Um, You know, if you have $250,000 of investable assets, we we would definitely uh, be willing to do that portfolio review for you. And, of course, people that are also facing their own changes in life, like we talked about the great retirement, in spite of the world situation or the market situation, there are people out there who want to see if they can retire right now. It's also be a good time to see and analyze their portfolios to see if they're uh, structured for retirement rather than for for the uh, leading up to retirement. Absolutely. And we, we're, we're doing more and more with retirement planning. Uh, we have Kevin in our office who is uh, tied into Baird with all the, you know, the financial planning software, retirement planning software that Baird has to offer. And um, we can definitely, you know, take, take an analysis. Uh, we also have some education classes that uh, we'll be starting back up here uh, probably in the April timeframe, April, May timeframe, uh, definitely in the fall of this year. Uh, so those classes come up, and we talk about them here on the show quite a bit when we get them uh, scheduled. So something else to keep track of. 
You can call the AKW Group, talk to Walden and his team about these issues at 234-466-7476 here in Akron, 234-466-7476. They're on West Market Street in Fairlawn, and of course in Pennsylvania, call Sue Marshall and her group there at 412-480-5090, 412-480-5090. When you call, tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron and get that get portfolio review, that retirement review, the things that you're looking at as we are in this very intriguing time in the markets. So we have another week coming up. We still don't know what's going on, and the world situation has yet to resolve itself in Ukraine. What do you think is going to happen in the market? Well, Bob, it should be a volatile week and a lot of earnings and economic data as well. So we'll just get in there and get to work. And we'll talk to you again next Sunday here on WNIR. Walt Secure, the AKW Group in Akron. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next week. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. Etsy, Inc., symbol ETSY. The Home Depot, Inc., symbol HD. Intuit, symbol INTU. Restoration Hardware, RH Inc., symbol RH. Qualcomm Incorporated, symbol QCOM. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.